To me, magic is hope. It's joy. It's pure, pure passion. It's a feeling that we can create a better earth. It's the sparkle behind people's eyes. Magic is that secret ingredient to getting through those tougher days, and it's the thing that makes dreams actually seem possible. Welcome to an absolute passion project of mine, a collection of conversations telling the stories of people making magic real. And welcome to episode 7 of Making Magic Real. <laughs> so today will be a slightly shorter episode because it will just be me talking. I realised a lot of podcasts usually do kind of like an intro about me in the first episode, but I didn't do that. <laughs> so I thought I would jump in on episode 7 because 7 just keeps appearing for me everywhere lately. So I thought it seemed fitting to do kind of, yeah, small like about me and about just how art came to be my full-time job. And yeah, just kind of go over it a little bit and I'm sure other themes and parts of my journey that will come up in other conversations sometimes. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to do like, yeah, a little overview. And also so it was kind of almost like a timestamp for myself. As you look back at things, it's always nice to see how you've changed and, you know, where there's similarities and where there's little patterns you didn't see before. So I've been working for myself as a full-time artist since 2018 and the art I create is really intricate tiny pen drawings and as of maybe, I think maybe the last year and a half, maybe almost two, maybe a year and a half, I've started adding watercolour into them as well which is so exciting because I've done black and white for oh like six or seven, I don't know, seven or eight years now, quite a while. Um, Yeah so I feel like jumping into colour has just opened up a whole new world of expression and it's just so exciting. So my work is very kind of like whimsical and magical and I love that like hiding tiny things everywhere like at market sometimes people like oh it looks like a magical where's Wally like you can find all the tiny things Uh, because yeah I just always loved that kind of art growing up and they love all the tiny fairy books so I feel like they just like imprinted themselves onto my mind and I feel like the question I always get asked the most when people are kind of looking at my art is like what inspires these pieces like you know where do you get your inspiration from and the answer also tied to the name of this podcast is always magic and yeah fairies but yeah that's why this is called like making magic real because I know I've always felt like it's real I guess it never changed from when I was little and I've always been connected to fairies and like the mystical magical realms or like mythology and just all the different sorts of you know things that are I guess not of this reality we're at the moment but yeah I just feel like magic is is always here and it's all around us and the more you bring it forward the more it starts to appear and yeah you can kind of start to see a future that's really magical. So yeah I feel like a lot of my inspiration comes from that and yeah nature and I always feel like I may be like a fairy but without wings but a mermaid but without a tail so I can kind of essentially you know in humanish form but I can fly but yeah so kind of just like a creature maybe um but I always like to draw I guess worlds so I can reside in or sometimes this reality just seems like a lot especially at the moment <laughs> so I find like drawing little worlds where I can imagine living when like little creatures and kind of like harmonious magical things brings me a lot of like peace and keeps me really grounded which is really nice. So I thought today oh, I've been like brainstorming like how do I talk about myself my journey like do I pretend to ask myself questions <laughs> but I've decided that I would 
share just the story of how I came to be a full-time artist through an icebreaker speech I created for Toastmasters and that's Toastmasters is just like a public speaking group that meets weekly in Newcastle and I joined it just to really learn to step into harnessing my voice because I was just finding over the last few years I was like there's something in my voice like there's something there that I'm suppressing myself where I feel suppressed um, within myself they're not speaking my truth or I, I can't speak maybe the way I want to but I I didn't know how I wanted to speak or yeah so I found joining Toastmasters and really starting to um, I guess just open myself up to public speaking and you know singing more around the house and that kind of thing it has really yeah, it's just clear so many layers so yeah I thought I'd read a little speech I did for that and that just kind of gives a really nice nutshell overview um and before I read that I just thought I'd go over the current roles that I have in my life at the moment of the way I get income from my job so I do markets and I run workshops and sell art online I also I guess it's like all the COVID stuff kind of throws a bit of spanner in the works <laughs> for everyone but yeah, I find like a lot of my work at the moment obviously um, it's been like cut or can- cancelled out. So yeah, selling things online, maybe when things are running, things to do with like events or like um, doing like bigger art projects or like bigger paintings and then commissions when I have my books open for them as well. Other roles, I guess, two other roles I kind of have, which is kind of part of my job, I feel like, like job passion based, but I don't get money from would be like this podcast which is such a big passion project and my friend Bronte and I also run a monthly event called free art mornings where we just invite people to come and paint or like bring whatever art they want to the beach with them and we all just sit around and uh, drink coffee and yeah it's so cool like people bring knitting or like online stuff or like pen drawing or they like doing clay or scratch boards or yeah it's just so much fun and yeah, we really love running that together. And that's a free event too. So if you're ever around Newcastle, you're welcome to come and join when it's on. But yeah, they're the current roles in my life at the moment. And yeah, so we'll jump in to this speech that I did for the Toastmasters icebreaker. So the speech was called How My Life Changed at 21. Have you ever hit rock bottom emotionally? I know I have. And I also know that rock bottom looks different for every single one of us. I hit rock bottom at 21 years old. So, going back a little first. From 18 to 21, I spent a lot of my time feeling really lost and really feeling the pressure that I should have everything in my life together and know what I am doing. So I attempted to go to university. Twice, actually. (laughs) First, for environmental science and management, with intentions to help save the earth. But I didn't last very long after feeling so disheartened and helpless and I just... Felt like what I'd been, like what I was being taught in the curriculum just wasn't right. Second attempt was for primary school teaching, as I seemed to notice I had a natural knack for teaching people. But after one term, I realised that the curriculum was not what I wanted to be teaching children. My soul wasn't fulfilled or inspired. I inwardly, very deeply, started to worry where my place would be in this world. But whilst I may have felt lost inside, I always liked to appear like I knew what I was doing, and be doing something. I always loved art, especially tiny pen drawing, but that was just a hobby. So to make up for being lost, I worked hard and partied harder. Throughout these three years, I worked the whole time at West Sydney Lambton. It was a lot of kitchen work and night shifts, but I enjoyed the fast pace, kitchen humour and friends I made there. Any evening I had off, I'd be out drinking or partying, and I also started to going to lots of festivals at this time. 
The alcohol and partying really just numbed my feeling of lostness, whilst getting ready for the next event and creating costumes gave me a sense of purpose. When I moved out at 20, I blurred between work, nightlife and keeping a very busy social life. The only time I had for me was the occasional drawing I would do, but still, just a hobby. Then, when I was 21 and a few months, I hit my emotional rock bottom. In a span of two weeks, I hurt my lower back at work with a minor bulging disc, broke up with my boyfriend, and my friend's brother had died tragically. In some sort of weird luck, I had moved back to my family home one week before. I'd had the intention of just coming home for three weeks before moving out with my partner. But death and injury has a really weird way of putting everything into perspective. My parents had gone overseas at the time, so Nan drove me to all the doctors. I remember this one moment of like, I was going through a CAT scan and it was like the day or two after my injury and I had been struggling to like get around and move everywhere and I was just lying in the CAT scan thinking, what am I? What am I doing? What what sort of life is this? And, you know, me with my overactive imagination, I thought, oh my God, if I was someone right now going through this with like, you know, with cancer or like this was my last, this was it, like I have done nothing that I'm proud of like I've still had fun but nothing that my soul feels fulfilled with and then with a determined thought I thought I want to do better I spent a lot of time after that inside doing exercises my back and healing and drawing and I was grieving for my friend and for my ex-partner and I was grieving especially for how I treated myself over the last few years my whole family really helped through my healing So six weeks after my injury, I had quit my job and was just at home drawing, but still, just a hobby. (laughs) I then got an email from an artist called Grant Maloney and Central Coast, who, shout out to Grant, is so incredible. And he'd seen my artworks on Instagram and asked if I wanted to be in a group art exhibition. I said yes. Mum and Dad drove me down and I sold a couple of pieces. I then a few weeks later did a raw showcase in Newcastle and started to think, oh, Maybe I can make some money doing this. I then applied for the hunt and gather market in Newcastle, sitting in my room with no market stall equipment and literally applied making up what my stall would look like. And then I got in. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness. Now I have to go like prepare my stall and just like I'd made up. I was like, yeah, it looks really smart. And like white really described this majestical stall that I didn't have so in three weeks I prepped for the market stall and I did a quick trial one at Port Macquarie the weekend before it and I absolutely loved it I love chatting to people I love the rawness of connection and I loved the market community so I did another and another and somehow it seemed like some sort of weird magic to be getting paid for doing what I love then in December I had a vision and this is December 2018 by the time I'm 30 I will have a retreat space and a multi-million dollar art business. The money from the art business would fund the retreat space, community projects and allow me to create art programs that are affordable to people who need them. I then happened to meet this man who was telling me about his writing and I kind of felt comfortable with him to share this vision I had for my business. After telling him about it, he suggested I should go for this scholarship at The Roost, which is a creative collaborative workspace where he was working. So I applied for that and a few weeks later, I was rang with happy news that I had been picked for The Roost 2019 scholarship. This clog clicking into place was the universe telling me, you have got this, you are on the right path. So from 2019, my art was no longer just a hobby. (laughs) 
I started my art business seriously. I did two to three markets every week, commission orders, and I created a project called The Horoscope Project which launched my first solo exhibition and the 2020 calendar. Towards the end of the year, I started to branch out into teaching pen drawing workshops, running events and performance art. I'm now 24. I no longer drink or feel lost. I now know that my soul's purpose is that I'm here to spread magic. I'm here to reconnect people with their own inner sparkle and creativity through art. I know that as my skill set expands, so do I and so does my business. So that is why I'm here today. I'm also here today because I hit rock bottom and I've never, ever been more grateful for anything in my entire life. I know I'm only young, so I know if in the future I hit rock bottom again, while it might seem like the worst, most painful thing at the time, I know it is just the universe readjusting my path so I'm in alignment. And then I have thanks for listening at the bottom. (laughs) So that's kind of a nutshell journey, I guess, of how I became a full-time artist I find it really interesting yeah like when I started I guess you know you grow and change naturally but it's just I find it really interesting like when I started in 2018 I was like yeah I want a multi-million dollar art business and I find it so interesting like even over the next year I just the more I begin to learn and even this year the more I begin to learn now I realized that was what my mind could grasp to the like expansiveness I wanted my art to be but like now I realize it's not necessarily in like money like maybe it's in resources or like just a really big energetic field that my art creates or yeah that kind of expansive feeling but I guess at that point in time with the knowledge I had I put it down to like it had to be really big money wise um I know I just find that really interesting to kind of like reflect on because now I feel like my goals are perhaps more earth-based or Like I definitely have more of a focus on wanting to learn as much as possible about nature and food systems and I guess how we can like restructure society and our communities to really serve the earth and yeah and how we can how finding people's creativity and their passions and purpose like how different would our world look if everyone was following their purpose because I wholeheartedly believe that's possible like I know a lot of people sometimes like oh that's not possible because we need people to do this or you kind of everyone doing that but I know I really I really believe you can because I think if we're really following what we're truly here to do everyone's journeys would just fit in because we're part of this like huge system this huge energetic system this huge earth and we're all here to fit we just have to find our place um and I think finding your place within yourself that's the most true like that's then we're going to all fit just as a big hole and yeah I just get really excited I guess now thinking for like my visions and goals now an interesting reflection is like my vision back in 2018 was very like I I will have a retreat space and like I will have a multi-million dollar art business like I will do this but I guess especially over the last year I'm starting to see that like the I like you can't maybe you can but like I don't want to maybe that's better I don't want to do it by myself and I don't think I have to because I think so many people in the community around me have the same vision same love same like same passion for the earth and it's like no this is not a solo journey like I think if we're going to do things differently it is together so yeah I find that interesting how that's changed as well I also find it really fascinating looking 
like where I'm now kind of like bird's eye looking over the last few years and like all the little pieces in that speech when I look at like I tried to go to uni for earth environmental science and I tried to go to uni for teaching and like I still love dressing up and going to festivals but I find all those pieces were I guess they were they were right they were like aligned to what I was wanting to be but didn't know but they were just in a different expression now I've you know found permaculture and more like practicing gardening and like really learning as much as I can in that area and I feel really fulfilled and teaching I can do through my workshops and I feel like hopefully by the end of the year maybe start next year they'll combine and I'll be able to teach like art nature workshops and yeah let's just like love looking over that that you always have the pieces there but you just don't know it yet or they're just not in the right like they're not in their final form not that they're ever in their final form but I was like I knew what I wanted to do it just wasn't through personally for me it just wasn't through those two uni courses and money how has money been for me as a full-time artist well money as an artist is obviously very changeable to what art you're doing if you're doing it on a mass scale or like so different for every artist for myself it's been very up and down like I feel like working for myself I've really like I've really settled into this really nice place like really nice relationship with money whereas I used to just like not even want to check my bank account I used to dread money I used to like feel guilty spending it I used to like yeah I guess just too because I'd keep spending heaps of money and I always have like 14 cents in my account and then I just feel like this endless guilt loop cycle thing I actually found when I started working for myself that adjustment into like managing my money more and getting really comfortable with spending it on the right things has yeah just been so incredible as just like a little run through so if you maybe are looking into following your art as like a full-time career I always I know I always find it interesting like how much money do people start with or like you know like how much are they earning so I guess it's just a really small insight into my journey so far and obviously it could be completely different for you um you could be earning a lot more my journey with it so in 2018 when I did hurt my back so I was on workers comp for five weeks while I was like healing from my back and then I that ended and then I quit my job I know at that point I had maybe two and a half thousand dollars in my bank which was like so much for me because like literally like living out of home and that kind of thing I always had yeah like literally like 14 cents or like 50 dollars or like I'd always like pay the bills and we pay our rent and then it would just go on like over expensive overindulgent clothes drinking and just going out and just random stuff like coffees and really was not good with money like it would just fly out my hands and I would just you know you just make it to your next paycheck and then your next paycheck come in like blown blown it all and then just eat like hash browns and was drinking like gin through the week or something healthy but <laughs> so when I'd hurt my back I was had kind of stopped drinking a little bit then and yeah I had just been at home so I had two and a half thousand and I used that to so like setting up my market stall, my market stall probably cost me, I think like $1,500. Yeah, $1,500 about there. Because you got to buy public liability insurance. So the 20 mil one that costs, I can't remember, maybe it's like 180, maybe it's 280 around there. So you need public li- liability insurance to markets. Buying like a white marquee, buying like a square reader so you can accept car payments, which they're super cheap, they're like 60 bucks. And yeah, or with the gazebos or the marquees, do you get a white one? Because a lot of markets are 
they kind of just prefer you have a white one so it just saves you the hassle of not going to have a get like get another cover or go get two and then it was just buying like stock and like you know like little things to set the market it's like your, your weights your tables your like decorations your signage prints themselves or like the packaging for it and yeah it's just all the little bits add up really fast uh and frames as well like I had frames for display and I look at my display now that I started with <laughs> And I thought it was so good. And I look back at photos, I'm like, oh, it was so bad. Like, I'm surprised I sold anything. <laughs> um, and I'll probably look back on, like, my display now and in a few years and be like, ah, what is that? But for now, I really like the display I have now. And at that time, too, I think I just paid my car off completely because I'd bought a new car, like, three or four years ago. So I'd paid that off fully. And I was essentially had no debt at that point. I just only didn't have, like, I just had $1,000 to my name. I kind of got through to the end of the year. So I kind of was, like, you know, pushing through, like, making markets I was I think I would have had like two or three hundred dollars when I started 2019 so that was like four months three or four months into my business okay so through 2019 I did so many markets so that was like my year of just like essentially just like going nuts like saying yes to everything and just I really learned my boundaries and just a little side note on that saying yes to everything initially in that first year I don't know if you get this but I get like so much resistance to things even when I know I want to do them like I'm like oh I really want to do that but I'm like oh maybe you know as you do like I'm not good enough I can't do it but just saying yes to things even like three or four times like example like someone might be like oh can you paint this like big wall can you do this commission with this certain concept and it's like a little bit out of your comfort zone but just saying yes and maybe doing those things that you might get a little bit of resistance to um as projects like two or three times and then I feel like after two or three times you really discover whether you like it or not or whether it was just like whether it was resistance holding you back or whether yeah you literally just don't like it you don't want to do it and then you can say no next time yeah 2019 I went really crazy and money was very up and down so I had a lot of like you just have a lot of expenses coming up in your business and like would make some weeks would be really good other weeks I'd make like no money and I would get so disheartened like I just make zero dollars for like two weeks um, or more like or you know you might make enough to cover your store but then you've made nothing as well so through that first year I ended up borrowing five thousand dollars not all at once just like over time or like um over from mum and dad which I'm so like so lucky that they're happy to lend me the money and I was paying it back and then it would like lend some and pay it back anyway by November 2019 I owed them five thousand dollars and I'd have like two or three hundred dollars to pay stalls um by the end of December and I had my exhibition a lot of like a good Christmas run I had paid back mum and dad completely so then at that point I was like completely debt free and I would have had like five or six hundred dollars which wasn't much but at the time it was like getting me through to the next stall and then I could like I'd make my income and I had like a nice little run and then 2020 we had the lovely pandemic thing um (laughs) so yeah so that was that um and I went on the job seeker government support and I invested in like the podcast equipment and camera equipment and just things that could like push my business along and when things kind of opened up again I was having a really lovely run with markets and I'd had time to produce like quite a few new works like new um color pieces and stuff so it's been going pretty well and then we've gone obviously into like restrictions again at the moment so a lot of my work's been cancelled and I'm not now I'm not um able for support because I don't earn over it's like 75,000 a year or something you have to be eligible for but yes that's where I'm at with money so it's definitely like it's a flow thing but I feel at a really nice I guess like a really nice trusting kind of space with it now like I just I used to be so freaked out if I like wouldn't have much money or like didn't make much Monday but I just I know things balance each other out and yeah 
I guess, and I'm very lucky, obviously, to have like mum and dad that are really supportive kind of thing. Because I, I wouldn't know where I would be if I didn't have them just even like as a support. Like I just, it would be really hard if you were doing it completely by yourself and you didn't have people to catch you. I find, yeah, that would that would be a really hard situation. You'd be able to do it, but it would be really I imagine it would be very tough. Like I found it tough um, a lot of times and I've had the support there. So yeah, I really feel um, if you're in that situation. So yeah, I guess I hope that gives you like a little bit of insight into one artist's kind of earnings or income a little bit more. If you have any questions around money or like more specifics, just like feel free to send me a message. I'm always happy to chat. Or if you're just starting your business, I am yeah more than happy to like help out any way I can. Yeah, and I feel like it's one of those things, the more you work on it, it's it, I know, like I knew it would be a little bit maybe tricky for the first few years or you wouldn't and you know I'm kind of happy for to like sit in this I guess trickiness and really build my foundations and you know for it to be a slower journey I've really reflected on I'm like I wouldn't want to make it overnight whatever you're made it looks like I am happy for the slow journey and I'm happy for things to take its time and things are happening as I'm ready for them so yeah I'm It's exciting and I love it. (laughs) I thought I would end this podcast by sharing a quote I stumbled across in my plant intelligence book a few weeks ago and it's just my absolute favourite. I probably revisit it every few days because yeah I just absolutely love it. So it's by Terence McKenna and it is nature loves courage. You make the commitment and nature will respond to that commitment by removing impossible obstacles. Dream the impossible dream And the world will not grind you under, it will lift you up. This is a trick. This is what all these teachers and philosophers who really counted, who really touched the alchemical gold, is what they understood. This is a shamanic dance in the waterfall. This is how magic is done. By hurling yourself into the abyss and discovering it's a feather bed. I feel like I really resonate with that because I always I feel like just like hurl myself into things just being so scared that like I won't be supported and something really bad's gonna happen to me but each time I'm just like really randomly like pleasantly surprised like oh it actually worked out okay oh I'm safe oh that was a lovely result <laughs> and I'm like wow why like why do I keep rejecting this just like you know, that everything's just going to end so badly all the time. Like, yeah, just to remember that it's a feather bed. (laughs) Thanks for listening to episode seven of Making Magic Real. I have finally got this podcast onto Apple Podcasts. It has taken me so long. So if you feel like leaving a little review or like a comment on Apple, that would be amazing. And if you feel like passing this on to a friend who you think may enjoy it, that's even more incredible. And I hope you're having a lovely day and have a wonderful week. I'm sending you all the love and all the hugs and see you next time. Bye.